And welcome to Muggles, Magic, and Mischief. A Harry Potter podcast. I'm your host, Kim. And I'm your co-host, Ryan. On today's episode, we are looking at Chapter 3 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. The Letters from No One. (laughs) From No One. Also, this is the first episode of the new year. It is. Happy New Year, huh? Happy New Year. It's 2022. We're off to a rip-roaring start here. Yeah, yeah, we are. Do we have? We talked about resolutions for the show, we and I figured this would be a good time to share those resolutions with the listeners in the new year. All right, you go first. Well, I honestly, my resolution for this year is the whole point that we're doing the show is that I would actually finish the Harry Potter books. I would read them. I would learn more about the movies that you love. That I would get to know the world of Harry Potter and his friends and Hogwarts and all of that, I would get to know it better so that I can understand something you love more. That's, that's my main resolution for this year with the show. Also uh, to just have a fun show that people enjoy as yeah. kind of cheesy and corny as that sounds. No, that would be my resolution is that we would stick to it. And, you know, this year we would get through like, all of Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, we'll definitely get through all of Sorcerer's. We'll get through all of Chamber of Secrets. And I think we'll get through part of Prisoner of Azkaban. So essentially... It's a big year Essentially two and a half books. Yeah. It's so, a big year for the podcast. Listener, keep us to this. We're committing to this resolution. We want you to be aboard this journey every single week. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's... Are really like our quick resolution for the year, but I think we can do it. I think we can do it. High five! In case you didn't hear the actual high five. All right, jumping in to chapter three. Yes. The summary. All right, so a couple things happen in this chapter. First, it's the summer holidays, so school has ended. Um, in Britain, July and August are their summer holidays. School ends the end of June, and it starts back up in September um harry makes the comment he has been grounded or stuck in his cupboard since the incident at the zoo so he's been in his cupboard for at least a week probably looking more like two weeks yeah he's been stuck in his cupboard which sad yes um we also learn where harry and dudley are going to go to school in the fall yeah different places yeah um and there's some funny antics surrounding all that and we learn more about the differences between the schools. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, Harry receives a mysterious letter. And then he receives many. <laughs> many, many and many mysterious letters. Yes. Um, Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia do not want Harry to read the letter. There's something mm. very ominous about the way that they act around the letter. Yes. Yep. Um, and letters keep coming no matter how hard Uncle Vernon tries to stop them. Yep. They follow Harry wherever they go. 
And they and then at, towards the end of the chapter, they end up on an island, right? Yeah, in the middle of nowhere, just to escape the mail. The letters, for sure. <coughs> so, with uh, with this chapter, it. Kim usually asks me what my first impressions are of the chapter, and I just want to jump right in that this chapter felt very direct. Like, it's a very simple chapter, and I know we have some more complicated chapters coming up in, right. in, the, in the next few yeah. weeks, but this chapter really felt like a simple, like, letters keep coming, Vernon and Petunia don't want letters to get to Harry, so we spend this whole chapter trying to get away from these letters. Right. And then we kind of sprinkle these little character moments in throughout the chapter where we learn different things about different people, um, namely Harry and Dudley and yeah. as it relates to school. Yeah. I also think this chapter really just moves the plot forward. Yeah. Like the first chapter is kind of like, you know, this is where we're at. Yeah, in the story. Yep. This is where we're It's beginning. a lot of setting. Yes. The second chapter is kind of just like this weird incident that happens that gives you a glimpse into Harry's life. Yes. How he's being treated now in the present and kind of some weird things that happen to him. Um, but this one really is where we start like the point of the story. The point of why yeah. we're meeting Harry why we're supposed to like Harry and follow him, it's all because of what's in this letter. So, what are the rest of your first impressions? Well, I think you've alluded to it in the last few weeks that sarcastic Harry is yes. more of a book thing uh, than a movie thing. In the movie, he is much more, um, how would Troubled. I say this? Yeah, he, he's a little more somber. He doesn't really talk back as much. And when we meet him in this chapter he starts firing like firing back at people when they talk to him or when they mistreat him yeah even um when they're talking about his school uniform there's an incident where opportunia is dyeing some of dudley's old clothes yeah to give harry the school clothes that he needs and harry quips back with because uh, they're all soaking in this like tub in this bucket and yep. he's like oh i didn't realize they had to be so wet <laughs> and she is instantly not amused and he also has a great line in the first page i usually wait later on in the chapter to get to my favorite line of the week this one by far favorite line of the week it is uh you know it's pig in a wig good and, <laughs> uh, and the the line is Harry's talking about Dudley's group of friends and his little gang. And he says, Piers, Dennis, Malcolm, and Gordon were all big and stupid. But as Dudley was the biggest and stupidest, he was their leader. Which That's your favorite line? It's my favorite line. I love... <laughs> I have... I've come to this conclusion three episodes in, three chapters into this book. I love Sarcastic Harry. Yes. I also like with his clothes, he talks about how he's going to look like he's wearing elephant skin because it's going to be so big. Like even when he's not speaking out loud, his thoughts are very sarcastic and snarky. And it's a great quality. Another another first impression of the you said this chapter moves the plot along one little bitty reference that I just really appreciated was once Harry gets the letter he looks at it and he sees the hogwarts crest yes he describes it as you know being a a, a uh, coat of arms that has 
a you know a lion, an eagle, a badger, and a snake surrounding the letter H. Right. He doesn't know what it is yet. Right. But I know what it is, and I just wrote like in my in my little notes in the margin. I just wrote first reference of Hogwarts question mark. Yeah. I mean, it is in, indirectly without using the name. Yeah. It's the first reference to Hogwarts or at least the first one Harry would have seen. Yeah. Because this is not, you know, this is his first exposure to, you know, any kind of communication. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that I thought that first little reference was was pretty, pretty cool. Like. Because I know what's about to happen yeah. in these next few so chapters. So one of my favorite things is all the letters when they're addressed. It's always addressed to Mr. H. Potter, but then it's addressed very specifically. Yeah, so yeah. So his first letter is the cupboard under the stairs, number four, Privet Drive. Like, they know where he's sleeping. In one of them, it's like room 17 in the hotel that they're at. Um, it's just all very, very specific. And yeah. I think that's just it kind of gives that magicalness to it that it's not just like, yeah, here's your address we're sending it to, but like we know that you're being mistreated or we, we know where you're at. Yeah. Like we, um, it's a very, (laughs) as weird as this is going to sound like it's a very, uh, it's a very intimate thing where it's like, we're not just like casting the wide net of like anyone in the house. Like we actually, we're so, we want Harry. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Yeah, that, that makes it sound like it's like a Liam Neeson like taken movie. Like <laughs> we want the boy. <laughs> we'll find you, <laughs> and we will take you to school. <laughs> that would even hey spoilers. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it, it even leads to Vernon changing Harry's living situation. Yeah, not because he wants to be nice. No. Well, and if you read it, this was even worse. Reading it for now, like the twelfth or thirteenth time, where it's they have four good flex. <laughs> Muscles. Um, they have. I'm on like a baker's dozen. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have four bedrooms, so they have Vernon and Petunia's room, a yep. guest room. Dudley has a bedroom, and Dudley has. A, a second, second bedroom. bedroom. So it's not even that they have three bedrooms and Dudley has a second yeah. bedroom. It's that there's a whole bedroom that's not used most of the time. That it's a guest room. Yeah. And Dudley still has a second bedroom and Harry's still sleeping on in under the stairs. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things where like it really furthers the development of their dislike for Harry. Yes. And even. Slightly before they change his room, Vernon and Petunia are talking about the letter, and Vernon says, I'm not having one of them in my house, Petunia. Didn't we swear that when we took him in, we'd stamp out this dangerous nonsense? Right. So he's like dropping without saying outright, something's up with Harry. Yeah. He's saying something's up with Harry. And so this begins, and this is kind of my favorite overall theme of this chapter is it it starts vernon's descent into madness oh my gosh it cracks me up which is he's literally insane oh my gosh yes it's well even like what's kind of the overview of all the things vernon does so to avoid these letters so he sleeps in front of the like the mailbox hole i love that 
And Harry steps on his face. Yeah, Harry steps on his face. <laughs> he like puts boards up around the cracks in the door and the back door. He um what else does he do? I mean, it, my favorite is that it comes in eggs. So yes. it's not that there's eggs inside of the eggshells. It's that there's 24 letters inside of eggshells. Like, yes, yes. That is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness, that chicken is talented. The uh, I think my favorite line that Vernon has in this, when he, because he's going through these moments where he's like, he's so mad. He's like manic. Yeah, and then he's like, he's like, Harry notes several times where he's like smiling. He's like, right. so it's like crazy smiling. Yeah. He, he's just mad. Like, and that's the only word I can just continue to think about. It's like he's going crazy. He's mad. And then Sunday comes. No post on Sundays. No post on Sundays. And he's <laughs> he starts uh, he starts smearing mar- marmalade. Yeah, which like is like jelly. Yeah, yeah, on his newspaper. <laughs> He's like, he's like literally insane. He's so tired, and it looks it says that he looks ill but happy. Yes, and I just I loved this descriptive journey that she ta- the author takes us on. Like it just it's so simple. It's yeah. a simple way to describe someone reacting to a problem. But he's he's doing so many insane things i will say though that very short scene is way better in the movie because it's not just no post on sundays suddenly there's letters flying in yeah. like in the book that's how it goes like it's like two sentences yeah and then the letters start coming yep he's like no blasted letters today like really goes on about yeah, it yeah. in the movie yep. and that's just so funny and you like see all the owls outside and aunt petunia's like craning her long giraffe neck like why are there all these owls outside and then harry's like i know what's about to happen and they just come flooding in so much better in the movie like i don't feel like 30 or 40 letters really does it justice like the movie it's like letters pouring yeah, in it's like it's like a it's like there's a dump truck full yes. of these things just being poured yeah. through the chimney so that's what I, I would say that just that tiny little scene when i was rereading it i was like you know what i actually like the movie scene better and that and that leads to vernon being like okay we're done we're, we're leaving done. we're leaving and so they well vernon takes them on a drive Petunia doesn't even know where they're going. No. Dudley and Harry keep asking, like, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? And he just starts taking these, like, you know, left, Drastic then right. Turns. And then yeah. it's, it's, again, it's, it's a, it's a crazy person. Yeah. Trying to, like, the letters have finally got to him. Yeah. And he's not going to let Harry read one. And he's going to try and get as far away from these blasted letters that, as he possibly can. Yeah. And they end up in a hotel where... Even the morning after they wake up in the hotel, yep. the lady at the front desk has a pile of letters for them. Like, it's like the people in the Wizarding World are messing with Vernon. Yes. And I like I like that as a, like, like Dumbledore and Haggard and McGonagall are like, this is really going to freak him out. <laughs> and, like, like, they're like, they get enjoyment and entertainment out of watching Vernon make a complete Squirm. ass out of himself. Yes. But at the, so at the end of the chapter. Yeah, yeah. They decide, okay, well, not they. Vernon decides, yeah, Vernon I have ma- found the perfect spot. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves for a while. Yes. Then he comes back. They don't know why he's gone. He comes back and he unveils his master plan. <laughs> his master plan. We are going to take this rowboat 
and go to a rock in the middle of a sea in the middle of a thunderstorm on this and we're gonna live in this tiny little shack i brought rations four bags of chips and four Four bananas bananas. (laughs) so much food i love that specificity there it's like four chips four four bananas bananas. that's all there is um and he has a gun hence the box hence or it's like this small parcel yeah, he, thing. He, he comes back. We don't know what it is, but it's a gun. When, when he comes back to relay this awesome plan, they they note that he's carrying a box. Yes. And it's, and it's like so crazy. So the implication is Vernon went somewhere for a while. Yes. He gets all this arranged. He gets very little food, but he goes somewhere to purchase a firearm. <laughs> not food, not like matches for a fire, not, not blankets, water. not any of that. He is so terrified and scared that also, he's like going to like shoot the letters. I What's the point of having it? It's like I would hate to be his postman. <laughs> <laughs> he just but he he comes back with a gun, very few uh, things of food, and they head off to this rickety shack out in the middle of nowhere. So I have this interesting comment that I um, I'll decide if it's interesting. Okay, <laughs> I saw this on TikTok where someone was talking about why he had finally like decided this is the perfect spot. Yeah, and it was because of the superstition that like witches couldn't be in water, oh. and so that they would be safe in the middle of the sea because they wouldn't be able to cross the water. Interesting. I know. I thought that was interesting too. That it was like, ah ha ha! I finally figured it out. If we're huh. in the middle of a sea, the witches can't get to us. <laughs> Uh, which just sounds even crazy saying out loud, but that's what he thought. Maybe I just thought that was super interesting. Did you find it interesting? It, well, now that you say it, it reminds me of Monty Python <laughs> and the Holy Grail. It's like what else floats? What else wood floats? <laughs> Witches. <laughs> she but turned me into a newt. I, I got, got better. better. <laughs> so uh, that is my first. Th- and but then I'm just like. Yeah, it would be really nice to know uh, in his fit of insanity what Vernon was thinking. I think at this point he's just scared. Yeah, like well, and he does—he so badly doesn't want Harry to find out whatever he's going to find out in this letter. Below, below the comical relief of all these antics, I think you just see Vernon's like desperation. Yes. To not like to hold on to the normalcy of yes. their life. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't want any. And it's funny in trying to hold on to the normalcy of his life, he looks like a maniac. He looks insane, unhinged. Like the how many different ways can we say crazy? It just, <laughs> it, it, but it, it's kind of a cool juxtaposition that I hadn't yeah. even realized until we were talking right now that he he doesn't want Harry to be the thing. Uh, that that Harry is. That even Vernon knows he yep. should be. Yeah. Like Vernon knows the the stock that he comes from. He knows what his family was supposed to be. He knows who his parents were. And he just. At least vaguely. Yeah. He's so infuriated by the suggestion that Harry wouldn't be normal. Yeah. That in this whole chapter, Vernon is kind of the. We're seeing it through Harry's eyes. But really, this is Vernon trying to desperately cling to cling normalcy. to yeah. some something, whether it's security, normalcy, maybe a lot of different things. Yeah, maybe some of everything. And the my favorite thing about the chapter as a whole, 
Okay. I have a lot of different favorite parts in this one, but my favorite thing as a whole was how the chapter ends. It's Harry's birthday. I, yeah, he's counting. So I just wrote in my notes here that it's the last few paragraphs of this chapter are written so well Mm. because there is this countdown that Harry's doing in his head for, you know, when it turns midnight, it's going to be his birthday. Yeah. And at midnight, we're it's hinted at that something's outside the shack. Something is, you know, banging on the banging door. on the door, and we're left with a cliffhanger. Yes, it's our first chapter that ends on a cliffhanger, and it's not like fully resolved at the end. And we won't spoil what's going to happen next. Yeah, you have to come back next week. But I loved that she she count you know, the author counts down for us, and then you know literally boom, and that's the end of the chapter. And that's the end of the chapter. Yep. I loved that. I thought it was fantastic. Well, and I think, too, you see kind of this. While it's exciting reading it, it's very fast-paced, and you yes. kind of feel the anticipation yep. that Harry feels. It's also very sad because he is sleeping on the floor of this shack under a moldy blanket. So, so many red flags about that. Uh, yes. He literally says he tries to find the softest part of the floor to get comfortable. He can't sleep, but he sees, as Dudley's snoring, he sees Dudley's watch and realizes it's 10 minutes to midnight and yeah. it's going to be his birthday and he's going to be 11. And that's such a big thing. Yeah. But it's so sad kind of where he's at at 11 that he's sleeping on the floor in the shack and having to count down and his family that he's with could care less couldn't care less you know what i mean yeah no it's 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 both heartbreaking and then at the end we're given a reason immediately yeah it's like hope like something's happening yeah literally something harry's not going to be stuck in this forever yeah and obviously we'll we'll talk about that next week when we cover chapter four the keeper of the keys the keeper of the keys which is next week's uh next week's chapter but i i i really liked this chapter for a lot of subtle reasons i loved a lot of the writing in this how descriptive language is used to make us care about characters more yeah uh, or to just kind of like be amused by like a lot of the language that's used for vernon's antics i just found delightful oh it's funny yeah it's really it's really funny she's very good at writing like this very quick-witted um almost like choppy like how people would talk in real life if they were going crazy but as you're reading it it's just hilarious she doesn't over explain anything it's just like uh this this he said this he did this moving on like we're we're just we're we're as clueless as harry is the entire time well we're only seeing what harry's seeing so if Harry's only seeing the fact that Aunt Petunia cracks open 24 eggs and there's letters inside, that's literally all he sees. And he quotes, like, or he says, you know, they called the dairyman and the post office. What is going on? <laughs> but that's all <laughs> But that's all Harry sees is that. So that's all we see. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really good. Um, and I think, I really think you're going to like next week. I'm excited. There you have it, listeners. That was the third chapter of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, The Letters from No One. And so we still don't know who no one is. We do not. We will. I have a feeling we'll find out very soon. 
<laughs> Do you? <laughs> we'll, have, we'll find out very soon. But we hope you enjoyed the conversation today. Next week, we're going to continue our journey through the Sorcerer's Stone and through the Wizarding World as a whole. We actually learn a lot more about the Wizarding World it's true. in the next chapter. Chapter 4, Keeper of the Keys. Yeah, so that one uh, is going to be a lot of fun. And until then, be sure to go rate, review, and subscribe to this show, Muggles, Magic, and Mischief, on iTunes. And go follow us on Spotify. You can go continue the conversation with us about the show on our Instagram at Muggles Magic and Mischief. Give us a follow, drop us a message, tell us what you liked from this chapter. What's something you want them to tell us from this chapter? I want to know what their favorite way the letters came okay. was and their favorite like Vernon being crazy moment. Like what a favorite line that he says where he's okay. just like out of his mind. The post doesn't come on Sundays. <laughs> Uh, them blasted letters <laughs> <laughs> that will uh, that would be a great way to interact with us and like I said just continue the conversation another way you can support the show is by going and joining our Patreon we have some content that's already there for you Kim did a history of magic yep. a while back where we looked at the before the boy who lived yep. kind of a an, extend, an extended prologue of the book. Yes. And what goes on before. Just even, to give some context. Yeah. Because there is a lot of setting and places and names that even we've learned about so far that maybe we could just give some extra information about. Well, and I just feel like if you were reading just the series and you were reading from start to finish like Ryan is, had never seen the movies, you're not going to learn about what happens before Harry starts in Sorcerer's Stone until like the fifth or sixth book. And that's just not very fair. So go listen. Yeah. Go join our Patreon. And that is there for you right now. We also have some stuff planned for next week's episode, some new Patreon yes. content related to next week's chapter. So join our Patreon now, and that'll be ready for you when the next episode drops. Yes. So thank you for joining us today. On the show, we have had a lot of fun. It has been a magical time Hasn't. with you today. And before we leave, like I always want to ask, Kim, after all this time? Always. This has been a lukewarm podcast. <laughs>